for today's podcast, I am joined by Giulio Bonazzi, who is the president and CEO of Aquafil, which is an Italian manufacturer of Nylon 6. For the last nearly 10 years now, the company has been producing recycled nylon known as Econyl. So, Giulio, the first question that I want to ask you is, when did you start producing Econyl and what was involved in developing this? Ah, well... uh... The uh, development work uh, has lasted uh, really several years. Of course, our uh, long-term objective has always been uh, to create uh, uh, high-quality products, uh, but uh, having uh, sustainability and uh, uh, our uh, health in, uh, in mind. And so we were pretty resilient uh, not, uh, not to give up. But uh, to develop uh, such technology has required... Uh, a lot of investments, uh, not only in terms of uh, money, but uh, especially and very much uh, in terms of uh, people that, uh, you know, for years uh, have worked uh, really to improve uh, and uh, to develop uh, proper uh, systems. And very honestly, it's a journey that is still going on. I mean, we are just at uh, the beginning of this uh, incredible journey. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the first uh, Industrial scale plant actually started up in 2011. And so this was really uh, the moment uh, that uh, we can say the big econil plant, the first big econil plant, uh, uh, really started up. Mm. So, can you just tell me a bit about um, how you make econil nylon? Um, where do you source like the raw material and how is that then turned into your end product? Well, the first uh, difficulty is uh, to find waste. Sounds uh, mm. incredible or uh, very difficult uh, to understand, but uh, let's not forget that the present uh, world is made, uh, you know, thinking uh, in a linear way. So to take uh, uh, raw materials from the planet to make products and then at the end uh, to send them to landfill uh, or to abandon them, uh, uh, I don't mm. know, in the oceans uh, or uh, to send uh, to incineration. It is not made with the idea at the end uh, to come back and uh, to become uh, uh, again a raw material uh, in, a, in a second or a third uh, process, you know, just like nature mm. uh, does. So the first uh, difficulty is to find waste. Uh, we individuated uh, from the very beginning uh, two main uh, waste streams in terms of uh, post-consumer waste uh, that are carpets and fishing nets. Why? Because mm. there is... Uh, uh, an abundance of these two waste uh, around, if you are able to individuate uh, where they are. And uh, secondly, because uh, there is uh, in these two uh, streams, uh, an, uh, let's say, a relatively large amount of nylon six, you know, because uh, hmm. it is quite challenging to find the pure nylon six uh, from the waste uh, that you can collect uh, from the post-consumer board. Hmm. Normally, find uh, products uh, that contain 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 percent of uh, nylon 6. Fishing nets uh, are collected uh, from all over the world, especially from uh, the aquaculture or fish farming uh, uh, industry, meaning Mm -hmm. in this case Europe uh, or uh, Southeast Asia or even uh, from uh, New Zealand and, of course, uh, South America and uh, North America. So it's really coming uh, from uh, all over uh, the places. Carpets, uh, uh, actually, today, most of the post-consumer carpets that we are uh, recycling are coming from uh, North America. 
because of specific uh, local conditions that are making uh, this uh, collection uh, uh, efficient uh, and uh, doable, uh, while in Europe uh, there are no such conditions. We take uh, ways back, of course, fighting mm -hmm. also with the European uh, legislation uh, and the bureaucracy that uh, prefers uh, to send the waste outside of the uh, European uh, Union, not to bring uh, waste uh, inside our uh, our uh, economical uh, area. And then, mm -hmm. you know, once we have the home, starts uh, the, the, the real process of first uh, preparing the waste. So we mechanically separate uh, with uh, specific technologies that we have to develop uh, depending on the single type of waste. So to separate a fishing net, a fishing net is different than separating a carpet because the two products are completely different. So we separate mm -hmm. the waste, their, say, original components or raw materials. We try to recycle, let's say, conventionally all the non-nylon parts, and we try not to throw anything away. And on the contrary, we start a, a very special uh, regeneration system, as we like uh, uh, to call it, uh, to differentiate from the normal plastic mechanical uh, conventional uh, recycling uh, methodologies. And this uh, regeneration system uh, is a chemical system where no hazardous uh, um, materials uh, or uh, solvents uh, or uh, um, products uh, are used and uh, can bring back to the original building block uh, the uh, waste, uh, which is uh, uh, the nylon-6 uh, waste. So we return mm -hmm. to the material, which is a monomer called caprolactam. Once we have the monomer, we have to make a proper purification, so we have to have a pure monomer, and at this point we can restart uh, the process uh, from uh, its uh, beginning. So we can make polymer and we can make yams without any limitation, without any quality compromise. Right. So, so how much nylon can you actually produce in a year then? Um, how does it compare to sort of the traditional nylon industry? Well, Aquafil is one of the largest uh, nylon company uh, worldwide. We are maybe the 10th or 9th uh, largest uh, nylon yarn uh, extrusion uh, company in uh, the world. But, uh, I mean, despite this size, uh, today almost 40% or close to 40% of our nylon yarn sales are realized in Econil. And uh, okay. actually the limit is not the market. The market is very demanding, is very, how can you say, um, ready to accept sustainable mm -hmm. nylon instead of a conventional uh, one. The, the limitation that is uh, the base of our uh, expansion of capacity is uh, the waste sourcing, meaning that the more waste we are able to find, uh, the more we increase the capacity of our uh, Econil regeneration plant and the more we substitute fossil, uh, fossil raw materials uh, with uh, regenerated uh, ones. Um, this year we are close to 40,000 tons of uh, Econil, which means that we are not talking about uh, small numbers, uh, but I mean, yeah. large waste uh, streams uh, that are uh, coming back. Uh, and uh, uh, the intention 
because we have now uh, an expansion uh, program uh, which is under development uh, for uh, also 2020 is to reach around 60% of capacity at the end of uh, next year. So it's, mm. it's a constant uh, battle of uh, finding waste, bringing it at home, validating uh, for the process, uh, and making uh, the mechanical preparation, and then uh, increasing uh, the, the regeneration uh, plant. Right, I see. So, so who was the first brand that you worked with um, and, and what product did they make with this? Well, in the carpet uh, sector, uh, the first uh, brand that we worked uh, with was Interface. Uh, Interface is a very important company in terms of uh, sustainability tradition uh, and uh, has always been uh, very much uh, pushing uh, as suppliers uh, um, of uh, delivering uh, uh, better products, not only in terms of, say, conventional performances, but also in terms of environmental uh, ones. In the fashion mm -hmm. industry, uh, I'm very proud to say that the first uh, customer uh, was Outernon. And, uh, I mean, Outernon uh, is maybe a small brand. It's not, uh, how can you say, uh, as big as, uh, for example, the fast fashion uh, uh, yeah. companies, but mm. uh, very much uh, uh, oriented to sustainability and especially in caring uh, uh, of the oceans and of the seas. Because you know mm. that uh, the founder of Outanon is, uh, you know, the most famous surfer all time, Kelly Slater, mm. and clearly being I mean, uh, so passionate about uh, the sea, he was looking for uh, ingredients uh, or uh, raw materials uh, that uh, were uh, respectful about uh, this very precious uh, uh, resource, uh, you know. And uh, mm. so we started uh, with them. And after uh, uh, a good, uh, successful uh, start, uh, we had uh, the possibility to broaden our uh, customer base. And today we have uh, several customers like uh, Gucci, Stella McCartney, Prada, Barbary, uh, Adidas, and uh, many others that are very, mm. very important uh, to us. Mm. Well, I was actually going to ask you about this because um, I see lots of different sort of news stories about, say, Burberry, Prada, all of these, and they're trying to be more sustainable, and they seem to, like your Econile Regenerated Nylon seems to be the, the sort of yarn of choice for these companies. Um, can you tell me a bit more about some of the collections and products that you've made um, with these well-known brands? Well, uh, nylon uh, is a very performing uh, uh, fiber. And of course, in terms of uh, fabric uh, as well, is extremely performing. So when you need uh, something uh, which is uh, delivering uh, mechanical performances, uh, hydro-repellents, uh, and uh, long-lasting uh, um, uh, characteristics, uh, nylon uh, is uh, for sure uh, maybe the most uh, uh, selected uh, yarn, you know. Mm. Uh, for Prada, uh, nylon is an iconic product because Prada actually, uh, when uh, uh, they began uh, their uh, success, uh, super successful story, I mean, uh, nylon was one of the fabric that was... Uh, one of the pillars of their uh, uh, collection. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, for them, it uh, was very important uh, to, to find uh, uh, an island source uh, that was uh, sustainable once they really decided uh, uh, to turn uh, their uh, company in this uh, direction. And uh, 
the collaboration uh, with Prada came to be very natural. We took a while, of course, uh, to uh, mm. develop uh, the product that uh, Prada was uh, looking for, but uh, at the end, being our nylon exactly the same of the one coming from oil, uh, we have been able uh, to substitute uh, uh, with Econil uh, their uh, you know, nylon products. And uh, as you know, they declared that uh, in two years they want to change 100% of their nylon sources sources uh, to Econil. Barbary mm -hmm. as well. I mean, uh, Barbary is another company uh, working a lot uh, in the raincoats uh, or, let's say, um, jackets uh, and this kind of, uh, let's say, more technical uh, uh, application. And again, uh, they are a large uh, consumer of uh, nylon. And again, mm -hmm. when they, they were looking for a, a source of sustainable nylon, uh, it came natural uh, to come by us. Actually, uh, I, I can say that uh, today when a brand uh, wants to be sure about uh, sourcing, uh, they come to us because we are a very transparent company. We always mm -hmm. open up our doors uh, to anybody who wants to come and uh, check that what we are saying is corresponding uh, to the truth. And as a matter of fact, uh, most of these very important fashion brands, uh, they don't want to take risks. So they like mm -hmm. to come and uh, audit us, you know, so they really come and check uh, uh, whether what we are uh, declaring is, is uh, real whether uh, the working conditions uh, are, uh, let's say, respectful uh, of uh, uh, the human uh, health, whether uh, the type of energy and, uh, you know, emissions and everything uh, are, uh, let's say, in line with their uh, sustainability uh, policy, you know. So mm -hmm. it's not only a matter of giving to them a recycled nylon, but it's also the way you are uh, making it, which is very important. So, you know, these are the two uh, apparently uh, latest uh, uh, product developments uh, that Aquafil has made uh, together with very important uh, fashion brands, but there are uh, many others. Uh, for sure, uh, when we started with Stella McCartney, for us was uh, another very important uh, yeah. name uh, that uh, was making us very proud because, I mean, mm. Stella was for sure the very first, uh, uh, trying really to turn uh, the luxury business uh, into a sustainable uh, one. And then, uh, you know, I could mention many others. Some of them mm. I can't because, you know, <laughs> to start a operation like this, uh, they force you to sign NDAs because they don't want you to disclose uh, what uh, uh, they are doing. But, I mean, mm. uh, there will be others coming months uh, that are uh, equally interesting and uh, super exciting. Well, I wanted I wanted to ask you. I think you can talk about this one, but um, H and M. I think I've seen that they're one of the more affordable brands that have sort of turned to your Econel yarn. Are you able to tell me sort of more about their products that they've been making with it? Yes, uh, H and M, as you know, especially for environmentalists, is a very critical name because yeah. uh, mm. sure, if I think uh, to Prada. I would never recommend uh, to chemically recycle uh, a Prada backpack, you know, which is extremely <laughs> expensive <laughs> and it's a kind of artwork. So in my opinion, uh, this kind of products, uh, they have to be conserved uh, for uh, future generations or eventually mm. sold in the second-hand uh, market, while fast fashion is a different uh, kind of animal, you know, and uh, mm. H&M 
is belonging uh, uh, like Zara or Uniqlo and uh, many others to this kind of uh, different uh, world. Actually, we collaborated with a special collection of uh, uh, H&M, which was uh, called Conscious Collection, and was mm -hmm. uh, made the first, uh, let's call it, capsule of uh, H&M, uh, trying, uh, how can I say, to make the first uh, steps uh, in this, uh, you know, uh, new world. I have seen recently that H&M is launching also a renting business, um, there are uh, market studies that are saying that uh, the nature uh, of uh, fast fashion companies uh, will change uh, dramatically during the next uh, mm -hmm. 10 years because the present uh, business model uh, is uh, not uh, sustainable. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we decided to collaborate uh, with, uh, with them in this uh, very special uh, collection. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, uh, we are ready to broaden our uh, collaboration, uh, providing that uh, there are uh, projects that are uh, meaningful uh, for, uh, for the two of us. Yeah. And, and so I also wanted to ask you um, about another sort of collaboration that you've done. So apparently you also work with car interiors. So I think it was one of them, yeah. Audi's latest cars has actually used your um, yarn in, in its interior. Um, is this quite a big market then for you, sort of the automotive sector? Yes, well, uh, Econil is an incredible product because it doesn't give any limitation to designers uh, or uh, engineers, you know, because uh, it's uh, um, a nylon molecule uh, like uh, the one coming uh, from oil. Actually, in the automotive industry, the first mm -hmm. uh, collaboration we had was with BMW. So BMW was the very first when they launched the, the i-series, which is the fully electric uh, oh, yeah. car, the I, I3 and the I8, mm -hmm. when they wanted to launch car, I mean, uh, uh, they decided to launch it uh, with uh, the flooring uh, made uh, with uh, Econid, okay? Mm. Then uh, another collaboration has been with Volvo. You know that Volvo was sponsoring one of the most important uh, uh, ocean race, you know, which, which is a transatlantic uh, and in, oh. a, an oceanic regatta uh, until last year uh, that, uh, you know, was uh, going uh, all over the places uh, and they launched uh, <laughs> a special uh, model in their SUV uh, line. And then Audi also working uh, with uh, e-tron, uh, again, uh, hybrid and uh, electric uh, series, you know. Clearly, mm. uh, for the time being, uh, it's difficult uh, to substitute uh, in the normal conventional vehicles one ingredient and then, which is also maybe not a core ingredient, because I mean the flooring or uh, uh, the textiles are uh, apparently not the most important uh, ones, you know. But when mm. they want to realize a more sustainable vehicle or an electric mm. hybrid or new technologies, they also try to accompany this with other non-core ingredients so not only the engine, but also uh, the other parts uh, with uh, products uh, that are uh, in line with the same uh, philosophy. And in this case, uh, mm -hmm. they come uh, by us. Uh, there will be a radical change in the automotive industry during the next uh, decade because uh, uh, car sharing, uh, um, uh, robot taxi are, will change dramatically and electrification will change dramatically the spectrum of uh, the automotive industry. 
and uh, working uh, with recycled and recyclable material uh, will for sure uh, make a big difference. Also because we must not forget that presently the only part of a car which is not recycled is the interior one, so the textile part. Okay, mm. uh, Leather is getting less preferred because of obvious reasons that I don't believe I need to underline. So textile mm. is here uh, a solution, uh, but uh, if you are able uh, to have uh, something which is recycled and recyclable. If not, also textile uh, is not a solution at the end of the mm. day. Okay. Um, so you've, you've mentioned there that sort of car interiors, um, designer fashion, more affordable fashion, car, um, other interiors. Um, are there any other sort of markets you're working in that people might not necessarily think about straight away? Well, we have two other, uh, uh, let's say, industries that we are uh, uh, exploring, but actually that we have started also to develop uh, products, and there are already the first okay. uh, uh, product in the marketplace that is a plastic industry. So we have, uh, uh, we are collaborating uh, with uh, sunglasses uh, manufacturers uh, to make uh, sunglasses uh, made out of econil. I mean, the frames. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in this case, uh, we have a small, uh, but in my opinion, uh, um, super interesting brand, uh, which is coming uh, originally from Chile, from the Chilean Patagonian uh, side, which is called Caroon. Mm -hmm. The spelling is uh, K-A-R-U-N. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, uh, this company is uh, super environmental friendly. They work uh, with local communities. Uh, they help uh, us collecting fishing nets uh, from uh, Patagonia and they send them back to us uh, and then uh, uh, after uh, uh, the regeneration uh, through our Econil plant, uh, we send uh, the pellet uh, for molding their frames uh, to their, uh, um, let's say, supplier of, uh, of uh, sunglasses. And this is one example. Mm. Another example uh, that uh, will come soon with the new products uh, is the design world like uh, chairs and other mm. products that uh, you can uh, develop uh, for uh, housing, whether it is a residential or a, a contract uh, business. So these are other areas where uh, the appetite for uh, uh, better products uh, is uh, becoming uh, quite uh, substantial and that I like, you know. Uh, my dream mm. is also to uh, possibly to collaborate uh, with uh, some, uh, you know, designer uh, in order to make uh, these products, uh, you know, also directly together with uh, with them. So there are many, many mm -hmm. other uh, possibilities. Then uh, another area that we are exploring and we are now starting uh, to launch the first uh, product lines is the 3D printing, because 3D okay. printers uh, will uh, uh, become... Uh, one of the most uh, uh, growing uh, sector uh, during the next uh, years, uh, and nylon mm. uh, is a proper raw material, uh, you know, to develop uh, uh, 3D printed uh, products. And uh, we are now developing a special uh, grades uh, in order to be present also in this very important uh, market. My final question really is, um, when we first started talking, you mentioned that actually Econo is still sort of in its first 
sort of stage. Um, what's the ultimate goal then? Where would you like to see the company grow? Well, uh, basically, uh, don't take me wrong, uh, but uh, our mission is to change the world. Of course, we work in the fiber and plastic industry, and uh, we have uh, solutions really to help uh, changing very quickly, uh, you know, certain uh, um, status quo uh, mm. that are uh, in this uh, representing uh, big problems like uh, the fishing industry. Uh, if you consider mm. how many fishing nets are today lost or abandoned in uh, the sea every year, uh, we are still, uh, you know, at the super very beginning of this uh, uh, possibility. If tomorrow morning all the fishing nets uh, of the world are made in nylon six, we can easily recycle 100% of them, meaning no more fishing nets lost in the seas, no more microplastics, no more uh, fishes that are dying because of, yeah. uh, you know, they are trapped uh, incidentally in, uh, into these uh, ghost nets or uh, shipwrecks that are uh, full of uh, uh, fishing nets, you know? The second mm. uh, is, the carpet uh, industry and uh, the flooring industry, which is uh, for sure uh, uh, in comparison with the fashion industry, not a big giant, but nevertheless, uh, people don't know, but around 3.5% uh, of what is currently landfilled in the United States is represented by carpets. And UK is also another big consumer of carpets. So again, uh, if you make uh, carpets in the proper way, at the end, uh, instead of becoming wasted, they can become a precious uh, raw material uh, for uh, the future. And then, of mm -hmm. course, uh, we aim uh, in uh, uh, turning 100% of our production into econil and applying also similar uh, uh, technology also for other uh, molecules that uh, can enjoy the same or similar uh, results. Mm. Okay, brilliant. Um, yeah, that's everything I wanted to ask for now. Is there anything else you wanted to add at all or let me know about? No, I think that uh, you screwed me up. Uh, in, you know, <laughs> you have asked <laughs> all uh, what uh, was uh, important and I thank you uh, because of that. So that was Giulio Bonazzi from Aquafil talking about the company's Econa Regenerated Nylon. To listen to our other podcasts or to keep an eye on other textile-related developments, then do check out our website at www.wtin.com. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. <laughs>